Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the DC Power Play with Drew and Sabir. My name is Sabir, and you can follow me on Twitter at PleaseWinDC. And I'm joined today by my co-host, Drew Gallagher. How are you doing, Drew? I'm doing well, Sabir. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, and everybody can uh, follow me on Twitter uh, at RoboStop10. Yep. So as usual, guys, we're doing this podcast uh, for one of the hottest sports websites in the district. It's called DMVSportsNetwork.com, and they can be followed on Twitter at DMV underscore SN. They have a lot of great daily contact on all things DC sports. Uh, But also in addition to that, we talk about fantasy football, tennis, and other sports. So please be sure to check that out and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts we're on itunes now we're also on spotify as well and some other platforms so let's get right into it uh we've started all of our podcasts so far this is our fourth one we've talked about tom wilson and his suspension so we have more news about that drew we get um gary bettman's ruling after tom wilson's hearing that the suspension will not be reduced at all it will stick at 20 games which is what he was dealt um, we know that Tom will now take it to an independent arbiter, but what are your thoughts on Gary Bettman not changing the suspension at all? Um, I'm not really, I would say that I'm not surprised that he um, decided not to reduce it. Um, I, I, my idea was the fact that due, due to Tom's recent history, um, Bettman would be reluctant to even change it, change the numbers. Um, kind of get him to change his behavior. Uh, I think Batman pretty much said as much um, this week, uh, you know, when he <clears throat> ruled on um, basically leaving it as it was. Right. Um, I'm not surprised that uh, Wilson's going to take the arbitrator route. Uh, we talked about this, I think, last week, that, um, you know, with Watson from, New Han- uh, from Nashville doing his and getting his reduced, you know, Tom's got nothing to lose, at least uh, from his point of view. Um, you know, if they're reducing Watson's um, domestic violence suspension, they may even reduce his, even if it's three games, four games, five games. So, like I said, he's really got nothing to lose. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the arbitrator uh, rules enough quickly that they bring it out it, while we're still in his suspension time, because right now he's been uh, he's got 11 games to go. Right. Um, they play tonight in Calgary. So by the time Monday rolls around, I believe he'll be halfway done. Um, so it'll be, I think my, my guess is, and I'll be a prognosticator here in this sense. Um, I think if he does get it reduced, I suspect it will be no more than three games. That's just what I think. Um, just because he's halfway done. I don't, I don't really see him, the arbitrator going, okay, well, you've had your punishment. We're going to toss out the last 10. I, I, I just don't see it. No, I don't see that happening either. Like you said, there's 11 games left as we record this today on his on Wilson's suspension. So it will be interesting when you compare it with Austin Watson. Uh, he got in trouble for domestic violence, hitting his wife or girlfriend. And so you compare that to what Tom did. That was just a hockey play. Will that come into play at all? Is there any type of comparison? So we'll see. Um, I agree with you. If there is any reduction, it won't be more than two or three games. Um, so we'll see. The Caps right now sit at 4-3-2. and two. We felt his presence missed, I think, in a couple of these games defensively. And you see how much Reardon is juggling the first line. It's like there's a new guy on there with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov every game. And even in-game, they're changing it. So... 
Um, we're halfway there on Wilson's suspension, and we'll just wait to hear what happens when he uh, does his hearing with the independent arbiter. Yeah, so uh, I suspect that the ruling, like you said, it's supposed to be on Halloween. Yeah. Um, I don't think that the ruling will be won't be delayed by too much. Um, I would say within 24 to 48 hours, um, I suspect that the um, the ruling will come out. Um, like I said, they, they're playing tonight, um, and I believe after that, their next game would not be until, um, I believe it's going to be Thursday, if my memory serves me. Yeah. I know they're playing, and I think they'll be playing in Montreal that night. So we'll have to have to wait and see. Yeah. All right. So let's get right into the two game recap then. Uh, this past week, we saw the Caps play some late night games if you live on the East Coast because they played at Vancouver and then at Edmonton. And it was kind of like a tale of two games, which is kind of what we've seen from the Caps so far this season. They looked really good against Vancouver, which is a 5 2 victory, but then they lost 4 1 at Edmonton uh, two nights later. So. Starting with the Vancouver game, I think um, the Caps look really fast and crisp. And Vancouver, actually, I'd like to say, look really fast as well. I think they have something going there. They're actually sitting pretty well in the seedings right now or in their division. But but the Caps played really well. Ovechkin had a great night. Um, it was just good to see them kind of start the road trip um, on the right foot, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it was um, like, like we talked about last week, you know, um, Vancouver potentially being a surprise uh, out west, um, you could see why they played well. Um, they, for stretches, they had some um, some some great um, sequences um, with their skating, um, their their offense, and um, but I, I just thought the Cavs played overall uh, a real good game. Um, Ovechkin with two goals and two assists, uh, Cavs scoring on the power play. Uh, it was it just reminded me of the team that we saw. You know, against Boston, um, even though they lost to Pittsburgh, that the, the, they were playing at least half decently in that game, ultimately losing. Um, but you know, they really came to play. Uh, I was I was pleased to see their effort, and it, it showed on the ice, getting getting them a five two win. Yeah, no doubt. Um, the big boys really produced that game. Um, and again, I give props to the Canucks. They played pretty hard. Um, but in the end, Cavs were able to pull it out. Uh, the second game, though, at Edmonton, I that was a loss for the Caps. Only one goal scored for them. I don't think they actually played very bad. Edmonton was just kind of better. They they seemed to have kind of clamped down on the top two lines. You didn't see too much production or too many chances in general from the top two lines. So kind of give the Oilers props for that. But that was a 4-1 victory for Edmonton. Uh, I don't know what you want to take away from that other than it was kind of even throughout the game. Like, it was 2-1 in the third period, and then Edmonton kind of got, I guess, the third goal, and then eventually uh, McDavid, I believe, scored the empty netter. Um, I, I, I think for the, for the Edmonton game, I was, I was really kind of disappointed um, with how they played in spots. Okay. Um, the, the, if you watch the game, they're still having issues connecting even two passes at times, um, turning the puck over. Um, penalties. Now, from from the from an infractions point of view, I thought the officiating in their game wasn't so great. Yeah. Um, they got a call late in the game for too many men on the ice, which was even the Sportsnet uh, was listening to the Sportsnet uh, feed. They called it a nitpicking nitpicking call. 
um, I guess the, the player was going off and the player was coming on and they gave him a too many men. Yes. Um, so dive was... into that one a little bit deeper. I think it was like the Caps iced the puck. And so, but then they had too many people on the ice before the puck was being dropped, which I guess sometimes happens. They talked about it like coaches sometimes use that as a strategy. They want to see who the uh, offensive team has on the ice and then they'll pull whoever they want off. I think that's kind of what happened. Yeah, it's it's possible. I, when I saw the saw the replay, it just seemed that um, they were, you know, the puck got dumped down the ice, and it looked like a line change was coming. Of course, then you know, with icing, you can't make the change from who you had on the ice at the time. So, um, yeah, they weren't going to get they weren't going to be able to get the change anyway. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so it was Reardon was absolutely incensed. And he was giving it to the official, uh, and rightly so, in my opinion, based upon what I saw in the replay. Um, but, uh, you know, outside of that kind of instance, I think they, they took too many penalties. They, had, they were called for four of them uh, versus Edmonton, and they only got one. Um, I don't think they kind of skated hard enough, uh, forced, uh, forced Edmonton at times to kind of uh, defend and take those penalties that, you know, with the cap speed that they can all the time, you know, Kuzi does it. Um, uh, Verana, yeah. uh, Ovechkin, of course, they, they make defensemen, they make the, uh, the opposition take those penalties, whether they be hooking or, or whatnot. Um, but they did better in the face on the other side of things. They did better in the face off circle that uh, from their game in Edmonton, 57% in the circle, much better than they've been early on. Um, but, you know, Talbot was good in net. Um, oh yeah. And, and hope, you know, hope he, I think uh, one of them was, I think um, he had a power play goal he gave up, um, you know, uh, again, when you're playing McDavid and, and, their, and their offensive skill, um, I'm, you know, that's going to happen. But um, I'm hoping that tonight in, in Calgary, um, an, another team that's surprising, you know, folk, you know, keep control of the puck, keep doing what they're supposed to do with it and, and stay on the offense. And uh, I think that they'll do well if they can do that. It yeah. just seems to be they're up and down right now. Yeah, I agree. And just sticking with the Edmonton Edmonton game real quick, um, I think another one of those ticky-tack uh, penalty calls was against the Caps when it was the um, face-off infraction. It was like, I think, I don't remember who they called it on. I don't think it was Kuznetsov. It might have been someone else. But basically, uh, you know, the rules is like one of the, one of the, is it the home team or away team has to have their stick on the ice first and all that. But apparently, like, the lineman was, like, pump faking with the drop of the puck. It's like, drop the puck, man. It won't happen. But um, that was another penalty that the Caps took. And like you said, they didn't they didn't drive hard enough in the offensive zone to get calls for themselves like we usually see. Um, and then, yeah, Talbot was really good for the Oilers. Probably their best game. Um, I was looking on Twitter. Um, a lot of people or a lot of their fans criticized Talbot. There, that's kind of like the weakness, weak spot of their team. But he definitely saved them that game. Um, he had he had a great game, made a lot of point blank saves. So you tip your cap. You were just kind of outplayed that game, um, and you move on to Calgary, which is this after or late at this afternoon at four p.m. Um, uh, one one other good thing though about the Oilers game was Burkowski finally got on the goal sheet, so he gets off the Schneid there, kind of a relief. But um, it comes in a loss, but at least. It was probably his best game. He was flying all over the place. And I believe Reardon might use him on either the top or the second line now against Calgary. So hopefully he can keep going too. 
Yeah, he's just gonna have to show the consistency. Um, you know, luckily, you know, he's he finally got his first goal, his first point. Um, you know, he had the last two games before the Edmonton game, he was uh, underneath ten minutes of the ice time. So you know, the coaches have been taking it away from him based upon his play. Uh, and so you know, he's gonna with that contribution of his goal, maybe his his time goes up. It'll be interesting to see how much he gets versus Calgary. Um, my guess is I think he'll be back up around ten minutes. Um, you know, if he continue, if he continues his play from uh, last game. Yeah. All right. So our next segment, we can talk about the Ovi's office segment and look at his week. But before we do that, do you want to maybe talk about uh, our DM, our uh, DMV sports network podcast that they produce on the website? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Before we continue, uh, I want to tell you about D- uh, DMV uh, sport <clears throat> sports networks library podcast um they have the nba quick report podcast on sundays uh the Hawcast, which is uh, a redskins wrap-up show on mondays it's about time dc a show that covers all things dc sports uh, on tuesdays ed on the whiz every wednesday uh fantasy fever with marcus hemingway on thursdays and the dom and thunder show where they cover national topics with a dc niche and then all these shows are available wherever podcasts are available. So check these out. And if you like any of these shows, don't hesitate to leave a review or even subscribe. You know, all of our hosts offer a great insight into the sports that they cover. So check us out and uh, maybe you'll find out something that you didn't know before. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's talk about Ovi's office segment now. Um, before we dive into how he did this week, something I forgot last week was talking about his shootout goal against Florida. Um, the reason I want to bring this up, because I just want to hear your take on him taking shootout goals. Obvi- he missed against Florida. I hate it when he like gets in too close and tries to deke when he has such a great shot. Um, but what are your thoughts on kind of Ovechkin as a shootout shooter throughout his career? And would you use him in the top three shooters with this team? Yeah, I, it's funny because he, he is such a, a dynamic player. Um on the flip side, when you have players like uh, Verana, Oshie, um, Kuznetsov, Backstrom, um, maybe Burkowski to a point, um, I, I think that, you know, they probably, um, I think, would be my personal uh, favorites to go before um, uh, Ovechkin. Um, I mean, if I had to put my dream lineup out there as a coach, I would I would pick uh, Kuznetsov, uh, Oshi, and Verana. They'd be my first three um, mm-hmm. every night. I just think they have the ability to create, um, be unique. You know, Oshi's uh, Oshi's shootout prowess is uh, well known. Uh, just look at the uh, what he did in the Olympics uh, as, uh, with U- Team USA. Um, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a disservice, or it's a. Um, I don't think it's a, a detriment to the Caps to put him out there. I just think, for that portion of the game when you're in the shootout, I think those three players that that I that I think should, if I could have an idea to pick them, yeah, um, would be the ones that you would want to to pick. Um, but, you know, I I I don't fault Rudin putting him out there. I just you know I think overall from his recent history last season. Uh, I think that he'd probably be fourth. 
if, yeah. if I had to choose. Yeah, um, like if I'm a Caps coach, I'm asking him, Ovi, if I'm putting you out there, are you shooting it or are you deking it? Because if you're going to deke, then I'll probably use you fourth. Because I'm definitely going Oshi, Kuzi, and then either Backstrom or maybe like Burkowski or Rana. But, but Ovechkin is not in my top three for shootout shooters on this team. Um, if he had made it against Florida, we would have won. And it's kind of like, yeah, bring the house down. We're at home. We got the captain to win it. But he didn't score. It wasn't that great of a move. He got in too tight. And then Florida scores the next chance. Then we miss. And then they win. So um, I think those are important points. And that's just something I want to bring up because uh, we forgot to talk about that in last week's Ovi's office. But on the bright side, we can talk about this past week where he had a great game against Vancouver. Two goals, two assists. That's four points uh, for the captain. Um, He was really a driving force in that game and left his mark on the game. Um, Do you want to talk about the type of goals he scored in that Vancouver game? Was it two power play goals or was it just one? I think one was even strength and one was power play. Yeah, I think he got one of each. um... Yeah. In, in the game. Different, the types, one yeah, being, different types of goals. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, he added two helpers um, as well. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's been playing great since the drop of the puck at the start of the year. Um, you know, that lineup there right now is in flux, as we've been talking about. Um, I think that he, he's, like I say, he's been playing well. I, I think he plays really, really uh, differently um, when he has Wilson on the other side. Um, Wilson's the one that can that kind of takes, I think, the pressure off him from playing a physical game. He can focus on skating and, and forechecking and, um, I, and playing defensively. He's played the same way at the beginning of the year that he played um, at the end of last year. Um, I think he's um, been playing a 200-foot game uh, from what I've seen so far, and I think that he's been just, uh, just great. So, you know, like I said, if it, you know, once Wilson comes back, I'd be interested to see kind of how he his game may change the way he plays it uh, because he's been. I've noticed he's been hitting more since Wilson's been out. Okay. Um, at least on that line, um, you know, the hit on Barkoff in the Florida game uh, being one of the examples. So, uh, you know, he just just keeps going the same way that he does, and uh, I've been pleased with how he's been playing. He's starting to showing up on the score sheet every night. Yeah. Almost every night. Yeah, so a really good game there. Um, but then in Edmonton, like we kind of talked about, only one goal for the Caps that game. Um, the first and second lines were kind of shut down. Ovechkin had three shots on goal in that game, and that was about it. So not too much to touch on in the Caps versus Oilers game for Ovechkin. But, um, again, right now he sits uh, at eight goals through nine games, um, and that's two behind the league leader, which is Austin Matthews and David Pasternak at ten goals each. Mm-hmm. So Ovi's still up there. Uh, he's keeping pace pretty much with everyone. He's not falling behind. So Rocket Richard is still in view. It is still possible. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that'll wrap up the Ovi's office segment of this podcast. Now we can talk about something which we haven't touched on before, which is the minor league team, the Hershey Bears. Um, maybe we can just discuss who you think would be the – um, closest guy to bring bo- brought up like the soonest, uh, whether it's offensive or defensive. Um, if you have any thoughts on that, yeah, I, you know, right now, um, just overall for Hershey at the moment, um, they're currently last in the Atlantic. Um, after nine games, they only have five points. Um, they're two and six. 
they're leading their division in penalty minutes um, with 145. So, I mean, they've been apparently having uh, physical battles uh, and uh, and fights, it looks like, uh, over the first uh, hand, handful of games. Um, I think uh, from the, from a, looking at them in the goalie standpoint, they've got Samsonov and Vanacek um, at the, in the nets down there. Uh, Vanacek was just named uh, an AHL first star for his play uh, recently. Okay. And, you know, Samsonov has had a real um, – They've he's come in with a lot of fanfare. You know, Vanacek's been there a few years. Um, you know, currently – um, Vanacek is, um, I think the backup to Samsonov on the depth, basically on the depth chart. Uh, but he currently has a, um, he's two and three so far, uh, on the year. Um, his goals against and save percentage right now is better than Holpe's. And I think that's from, uh, you know, Caps not playing a team defense very well early on, but, uh, you know, Vanacek is 2.64 goals against and a 9.07 save percentage, which isn't bad, even though they're you know two and six. Mm-hmm. But um, from a from an from a defensive standpoint, I think the one person that I think might come up in case there's an injury uh, that the Cavs may have, I would probably give it to um, Sigenthaler. I think he's probably going to be um, the he was like one of the last ones that got sent down to Hershey at a training camp. And he is the one person on the defensive side that I think would uh, be a, um, a good asset to their back end that could play with um, Orpik, could play with Niskanen um, in case, you know, somewhere in the bottom four were to be injured because, the, you know, a cast would shuffle their top pair. Okay. Um, but I think uh, he's the, from the, from the defense, he would. Now from, uh, from the offense, um, maybe someone like, um, Gersich, uh, he had a, he's had a, some play with the Caps last year, even in the playoffs. Uh, you know, currently, uh, Shumakov is injured with a right-hand injury. He would probably oh, be my first crazy. pick. Yeah. Uh, but he's currently on injury reserve um, with a hand injury. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, so basically, the Caps, in the fourth line, they've been kind of switching out Yaskin and Walker, and they got Dowd in there. I – personally have not been too impressed with Yaskin um, or Dowd. I guess they've been okay. I still prefer Walker. Um, but but we I don't I don't see um, the Caps really pulling anyone from Hershey to fill any of those slots because it's either going to be Nathan Walker who's a healthy scratch they would use or someone else. So um, yeah, touching on Hershey, it's really if anyone gets injured. Um, or an injury or two that they would bring someone off. But it's good to hear um, Samsonov and goal kind of producing well because he will probably eventually be one of your starters uh, in the future. Um, looking around the league right now, back to the NHL, Caps currently sit um, one slot out of the playoffs. They're behind Buffalo for a wild card spot. Um, they have Buffalo has 12 points, the Caps have 10. Um, so. So, you know, taking regulation losses will certainly set you back um, in the season. But that's just kind of a quick snapshot of where they sit right now. But they play Calgary um, in just a couple hours today. So they have a chance to move right back in to one of the playoff spots. 
Yeah, it's like like we said, um, it's early. Um, you know, today is the tonight's game of Calgary is going to be the tenth game of the year. So, let's say they win, they would be five, three, and two. If you were to take that out over the season, you'd be looking at about a forty-win season, thirty-two losses, and about um, probably handful of uh, you know like overtime losses, yeah, shootout yeah. type things. So. Yep. Um, I think points wise, that would put them in pretty good shape. Um, you know, like I said, they've been, you know, kind of just up and down a little bit at the beginning part of the year. Um, so, you know, once, once Wilson comes back, I think the team settles down and I think that they play a little bit more, uh, consistently, uh, night in and night out once you have your full lineup back with you. Yep. So no doubt about it. So we'll see how they play and we will. Uh, do another podcast next week, which will be published on Friday next week. So be sure to listen in for that, guys. That'll do it for us here. I hope you enjoyed the show. And remember to subscribe to us wherever you listen to the podcast. And even a review on iTunes or so would be really helpful. We'd love to get some feedback. Um, next week, we also might do a certain segment about taking some questions from Twitter or something like that. So please be sure to look out for us on Twitter. Um, We'd love to read questions on our podcast and answer them. Um, That type of interaction is really fun, I think. So again, you can find me on Twitter uh, at PleaseWinDC. I'm Sabir, and you can find Drew at RoboStop10 on Twitter as well. And please don't forget to check out our website, DMVSportsNetwork.com, and follow them on Twitter at DMV underscore SN. Um, They're also looking for contributors and other podcast people, so feel free to send them a direct message. Um, Anyways, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. See you, Drew. All right. See you later, Sabir. I hope everyone has a great weekend.